0: Hey King.
1: What's up, man?
0: All right, we'll just wait for our guests, Kalia and Jazel. Yeah. So what are we talking today, man?
1: I mean we have to um we have to move the said episode with Mac, but in light of what's been happening recently and what's been going on, we think or like, you know, we thought that we should like talk about it because we don't have the knowledge or, like, the the angles to say our, like, say our piece and, like, point of view about this. So we just had to have someone or, like, some people to talk about and educate us on what's been going on and what can we do, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, Um, it's really unfortunate that we have to speak about this, and I mean this, this stuff, this event should not be, should not even happen, man. Like it's, it frustrates me, but at the same time, I I understand that I'm also ignorant about this because I haven't experienced it myself. So,
1: yeah, that's all I
0: have to be honest. That's all I have is like more on anger.
1: That is true for these people. Yeah, Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. So, like, before we, like, talk about it more, right, and before we, like, say shit that we don't even, like, we don't know or, like, we don't mean, uh, tell me something about, like, you know, your guest, Kalia, like, before she gets here.
0: Um, Kalia's really knowledgeable about this because um, every time this stuff happened, I don't really know what to call it, man. Like, this, yeah. Mm. Every time this happened, right? Like I always complain to Kalia about my frustration and why, why why cops are doing this and and to tell you the truth, that I am watched too like I, I feel like I feel like I, I'm seeing cops as bad people now because of this. Like mm. I feel like they've been infested, and even though I haven't really experienced about uh police brutality myself, I'm still angry at them like i, I my, my my blood gets boiled when I see one. Especially that um okay. Kalia's here. Hey Kalia. Uh, yeah, we're just talking about you. Um
1: I was, How's it I going, was telling Kalia? who you
0: are, but yeah, tell, tell tell us about yourself and what's your stand on this.
2: Um, well my name's Kalia. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I know, we
0: just started
3: Hi, we guys.
2: started three minutes ago. Hey Jason. What's up, Jason?
3: Okay. Kinda nervous.
2: <laughs> I know, right?
1: That's fine. It's fine. We're all nervous. (laughs) But go ahead, Kalia, with what you're uh, trying to say.
2: Uh, My name is Kalia. Um, I'm 21. Um, I don't know what else to say, but I'm mixed. My mom is white. My dad is black. My mom is a sheriff, so she's in law enforcement. Not a police officer, though. Um, And obviously, I believe that Black Lives Matter, as I am one. And yeah, that's all I have to say.
1: Awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast. I hope you have fun, you know, and uh, well, for my, uh, you know, for my guest, um, I was obviously everyone's like very outspoken right now, but I was like trying to remember or like trying to uh, see who's like the most knowledgeable in my friend group or like, you know, the people I know. And Jazel was the first one that came to mind because, like, ever since before I experienced, you know, like, you know, racism or, like, uh, what's been happening, she's been always, like, outspoken with um, Black Lives Matter and, like, equality, LGBTQ, like, all the hot stuff and all the things that matter. So, I think it's very, very right that we should, you know, have her as a guest, so... What's up, Jason? How you you doing?
3: Thank you for gassing me up.
1: Of course. (laughs) Um, I'm just
3: kidding. Um, But (laughs) I feel very honored and grateful for you guys to, you know, ask me to be part of this. Um, I don't want to say I'm an expert at all this, but I definitely feel committed to the cause. And I advocate for you know civil rights and equality and I don't want to call myself a feminism but or a feminist but I do believe in total equality and we could achieve that if you know if we're if we all just play a role and so yeah
1: (laughs) exactly and again before we like before we even like start talking about stuff right
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um I, I think all of us are all of us here are pretty much with Black Lives Matter, you know?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: We support it, equality, we're here. And um, so, like, I, I want to talk about, like, your girl's point of view on this situation, like, what's happening right now.
3: Would anyone like to go first? or
0: yeah. So my point of view right now is that, to be honest with you guys, like I'm so insecure talking about this topic because I'm seeing a lot of people using this, uh, using the pain of other people, and and I feel like I don't have um, a platform for this. But seeing Jazel, um, I think I got I just got inspired to just speak my what I think about. But yeah, I think I think right now allyship um, matters because our black brothers and sisters have been trying so hard. And they're still getting beated up, getting accused of, getting judged.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, so I think it's our time to use our voice and come in together and use the paved way they prepared for us, to, for us to help and be part of it and to fight for them. So that's my point of view right now.
1: Yes, sir. Um, what about you, Kalia?
2: Um, well... I guess it's just a lot right now it's been a lot that's gone on like this past few weeks and I feel like I've learned a lot myself even as a person of color um there's a lot that I I guess I wasn't well educated on and considering my mom's in law enforcement it was it has been hard for me to you know want to see law enforcement in a bad light but I have definitely learned that it's not all sweet that especially with this, especially with George Floyd, there's been a few cases where I've, you know, seen why the cops did what they did. But in this case, I it's you can't defend it. And I I've seen like a few people defend it. But, you know, a lot of people are trying to be edgy and cool and funny. And it's really not funny. It's really mm-hmm. disgusting. You know, like the George Floyd challenge. Sorry. I don't know who in their right mind thought that was cool. The way that exists. Yes. It's yeah. a bunch of white high schoolers putting their ne- their knees on their friend's neck. And it's just disturbing to see people be so insensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. definitely white privilege right there. You don't know what you're doing. You don't see the problem with what you're doing. You think it's funny. Right. And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I hate to see stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of hate. And I just wish we could all love each other.
1: Yeah. True. All oh. right. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Jaisal, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, it's okay. I mean, I attended, like, a local protest here in Temecula yesterday, and there was, like, a thousand of us, you know, marching across the bridge of, I think, the 15 Freeway of Rancho California, if you guys are um, known to that. But it was just so beautiful and empowering. And, you know, when you see images of, you know, like, police brutality inflicted on, like, peaceful protesters, like, it's, I try not to see that because I see, like, the main focus is, like, you know, people out on the streets, um, you know, protesting for Black Lives Matter and, you know, it was peaceful for us to go across the bridge. You know, the police like actually blocked everything for us to, you know, cross the bridge. And so I do believe there are good cops out there. But what I feel is that, you know, the system is just so corrupt where we have to, you know, break it down and defund the police. That's what my main focus is right now, is to defund the police. If you guys are aware of that, or- is, you Do guys. you mean
2: like totally, or how do you mean? that's I've been right. seeing that on social media as well. Yeah, so um,
3: I, okay, if you guys aren't aware of defunding the police, um, I definitely encourage you guys to watch um, The Late Night with uh, Seth Myers. And he interviews like a co-founder of Black Lives Matter movement, which is Patrice Cullors. And she explains what defund the police means. And so um, pretty much in a nutshell, she encourages like everyone to, you know, if they have the time to look up our city's budget and it's public for us to view. I mean, I looked at Temecula's budget. And so you notice that majority of the budget is made up of police and what you know, a lot of people are realizing is that most of our tax dollars is primarily like to pay for the economy of punishment over the economy of care. So it's like, you know, affordable um, housing, health care, and education. And so this is what many Black Lives Matter organizers are asking, which is to allow an allocation of investment into more marginalized communities. And so... If you want further information on that, I definitely encourage like follow following like Black Lives um, organizers like Patrice
1: Colors. Oh, nice. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm following that now. Yeah. See, I I I didn't even know that the budget, like the city's budget or the county's budget, um, is available for uh, to us for like you know to look and see. And, like, that's my fault for being fucking ignorant and, like, not, like, checking all the angles, you know? And, like, from my point of view, like, I was very fortunate fortunate enough when I first moved here in 2014 to not experience racism. But I think my eyes got opened, like, you know, like, slightly opened when, you know, the whole COVID-19 happened and it was locked down everyone was very aggressive to Asians Mm -hmm. and I didn't like that. You know, like I, I fucking felt so bad. And like, I didn't want that to happen to anyone else. And with George Floyd happening Breonna Taylor and all that, um, all the people happened. um, It kind of got me heated because like, Black people have, you know, like, they have been fighting for their lives. They have been fighting for their equality. And Mm -hmm. being a person of color and being, like, experiencing what I experienced, like, you know, like, a small bit of, like, what they have been experienced, I kind of feel like I have to be there. Or, like, I kind of feel that I have to empathize and, like, do something. You know? But then again, like, To me, like, before, like, this is, like, I think this is a perfect Filipino mentality. I'm not saying every Filipino is like this, but majority is, like, staying in their own bubble. It's like, oh, it's not my problem. I'm not going to act on it. Right. I'm right about that. So, to me, it's like, that's kind of fucked up because, like, why would you wait? Like, are you, like, are you that insensitive or, like, are you that blind To other, like, people suffering that you don't care anymore? These are people, too. And these are people of color. You know? So, like, to me, I just want to gather... Like, I want to be as neutral as possible. Like like I said, uh, like what Kalia said, it's not all cops are bad and not all people are good. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff. So, I'm just trying to get information from every angle that I can so I can form a solid idea or like solid mm-hmm. thought so yeah I'm, I don't know I'm, I'm like I'm getting heated just by talking about it <laughs> like I've I mean, been yeah, I know, I bro mean, it's I, I was hard, talking oh, about
3: not to get angry and infuriated like I mean when I saw you know Amont Arbery like I was crying like like what am I to like? What should I do? Like what can I do? You know, because like watching these videos circulated for us to like view and people find it entertaining, where you know, and it it just infuri- infuriates me that like there are people out there that you know don't think that this is wrong,
2: mm-hmm. you know, right?
3: And we're so divisive, and you know, there's people, there's writers, like you know looting um you know taking advantage or like making it an opportunity for them to make the peaceful protesters look bad mm-hmm. but it just it's it's insane to me <laughs> how there's people out there yes, like yes. yeah because
2: a lot of people will see the looters and they just assume that every person who goes out there is looting mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. that's not entirely well it's not the case at all mm-hmm
1: see with that too like I get people all like I get people telling me all the time that like it shouldn't be done this way or like they shouldn't uh you know they shouldn't uh result to violence or rioting or you know looting and of course looting is bad like I do like I stand on that like looting is bad but if you're pushed against a wall and you have nothing else to do or, like, nothing else that you can do, isn't it, like, human nature? Or, like, isn't it just, like, you know, instinct alone to be violent and be aggressive?
2: I was literally telling my friends this um, or talking to my friends about this. It's, like, where a lot of people are acting on an emotional level rather than a rational level. And I'm Mm. not saying that that's, like, good or bad it's just you know when you're angry you physically want to you know that's why people punch walls that's why people get in physical altercations when they're mad with each other Mm -hmm. because you just you're acting on emotion rather than and especially when your voice isn't being heard it's almost like you're tired of saying things it's you just want to do something so I feel like that's the main reason a lot of it has happened but Mm -hmm. yes there are definitely so many people who are just um, taking advantage of the situation. Like what are a new pair of Nike shoes going to do to help the Black Lives Matter cause? I don't really see that other than-
0: Aren't they gonna donate?
2: No, do I mean, from it? I mean, I'd like to believe so, but you see a lot of people, they're just going in there grabbing stuff and leaving, not even staying for the mm-hmm. protests. And I'm just like, I don't really understand that part. Like, the actual just stealing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, when it first, you know, happened, like, where, you know, they, like, in Minneapolis, they, like, looted Target and all that, like, the, the corporations. And, you know, this was, like, I understand, like, why, you know you know, these people did it, like why black people were so upset and so infuriated because throughout years, like throughout the generation, they have been constantly, you know, like been oppressed and you know they've been told to like you need to do good you need to do good and if you're not if you like show any form of anger you're labeled as the angry black Mm -hmm. man or the angry you know and so they label you categorize you and once you turn your back on society it's like they're out to get you and your life is threatened and james baldwin i don't know if you guys know him but he's a american writer and he explains it like so eloquently in his um in the documentary, I Am Not Your Negro. And he's like talked about race relations and like what it means to be a black man in America. And this is like 40 years ago. And they made the correlation of what happened to the Black Lives Matter in 2016 when it sparked because of Trayvon Martin. And so it's still like relevant today and it's just so upsetting. And he was saying like, yeah, like what it means to be a black man is so different than how my life was experienced in Europe, you know, versus oh,
2: yeah. America. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting, too. Yeah, so
1: damn, see, like, and the, these are like us, like us looking inside the box, and like inside the box, I mean, like what they have been going through 40 years like, going back to, like, you know, in the beginning, too, it's, like, it's, nothing has changed, you know, like, something's changed, yes, like, you know, like, obviously, it's not the, it's not, top, it's not the type of racism that they've been doing before, but, like, it's definitely, like, times have changed, and racism It's more, su-
2: it's has more like, what, subliminal? Like, you don't... yes it's definitely not as obvious as white people can only use this bathroom black people can only use this bathroom it's a lot it's a lot more subliminal like we're not hiring people with black sounding names like i feel like that that's true yeah it's very yeah subliminal and they don't yeah, want to be disgusting. obvious
0: about you, you it you guys know what i learned yeah. about right and you guys know what i learned about this it doesn't matter what your status is it just it's basically just because of their the color of their skin like that's I know right and I can't even understand how
2: that's or I don't understand that almost why like I know why now but I don't understand why it's almost like universal like in Asia the colorism is just a major issue yeah before and even now and then (laughs) it's like all over the world and I guess I just don't understand why this has Mm -hmm. how our universe has grown to be
0: why is it like that though? Like, why, why? If you have a light skin, you're rich, you're beautiful, and then if you're, um, if you have dark skin, yeah. even in Asia, right? If you're tan,
1: you're, you're the, you're the poor one. There <laughs> you go. Colonialism <laughs> in a nutshell, like
3: it's white coming in and saying you're savage. You know, I'm gonna teach you the Christian way, right? Or you know, in those, your culture. yeah. So you know, a lot of like cultures can relate, of course, like yeah. you know, we're, like yeah like the Chinese the Vietnamese and you know Filipino like being a Filipino Filipino American like I'm like more of the lighter skin tone and a lot of people like would ask me like first question like oh what are you like you you don't look Asian but you kind of do look Asian Mm -hmm. and you know being half like you know being half something or just the mixed race is already like praised, you Mm -hmm. know and it's just <laughs> yeah I mean first like I mean I felt guilt to that growing up like I you know was trying to bandage my abandon my Filipino culture like I was wanting to be white I was wanting to you know I don't know if you know King like the papaya soap where you like you want to be white yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah yo Kalia oh, you God. know this right you... <laughs> yeah, so, it's like this Whitening like <laughs> oh no whitening so yeah in the Philippines and that's what a lot of people use and you know to be a star I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean it's it's very it's very hard because like you have the Philippines. Like I'm I'm gonna talk about the Philippines because uh, uh like I know sufficient amounts of history in the Philippines, but mm-hmm. You have like you have a history of the Philippines, uh, like you know the Spaniards coming in. You know, like different, like okay, before even before the Spaniards come in, Chinese like uh, traders, like barter,s like would come to the Philippines and would barter supplies and like uh, produce and products. You know, like that's the thing, even before the Spaniards came in. So like you would, so the Philippine, like Filipinos back then has. Or, like, has experience outside races. And they weren't even violent at all. Like, they were very welcoming. Like, oh, you guys are here to trade? Cool. But then again, you come, like, you see Spaniards coming in. Fucking taking people, taking names, taking things. And kind of brainwashing Filipinos that, like, you guys are uncivilized. We're here Mm -hmm. to give you like you know civilization or like you know propelling you forward in life and of course it's 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 not a very welcoming era it's like Filipinos back then were very proud like they needed to be by themselves and let them let them just be and like of course like when you break it down like to the very core of course like it happened. What uh, it happened? How it happened? And like, people think that being fair skinned or being white, like having lighter skin than you're what you're normally used to, is the way to go. You know? Cause,
0: right,
1: and you know, you know what's
0: more disgusting. We 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 <laughs> experienced that way back yeah. then, and
1: and the the black exactly. community are still experiencing that exactly. today. Imagine that, bro. It's like, if, I mean, if you even look at the, you know, the traditional Filipinos, like, I'm not, I'm not talking about like 40, 50 years ago. I'm talking about pre-colonialism and like before, even before the Spaniards came. Our Filipino ancestors were like, they're very dark skinned, curly hair, Afro, like, like you can compare. You know, and like we're very dark, to- uh, dark skin for like being Asian. So you like, uh, I'm not sure about that, man. Like,
0: I, I never really experienced what they no, yeah, like, exactly. So I kind of disagree
1: because that's that happened, like, like probably yeah, eight hundred. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like the transition from dark skin to light skin in like Filipino history
2: like the mixing with the Spaniards, right?
1: Yes. You know. So like I'm I'm trying to admit, I'm trying to like reference about like Filipinos having like loving they should be loving their skin tone because oh, in see. history Filipinos were very proud of their skin and very proud to show off their skin. That's that's what I've just been like kind of referring to. But have you guys like experienced you know, racism or like um yeah, racism like in your in you know first hand experience or like have seen it happen to someone that you know? It's not my experience, but I wanna share my experience with my friend.
0: Um he's a he's a nerd, mm-hmm. but he will obviously have dark skin. And he told me that, um he told me this. He never really had um a rich black uh, neighborhood I'm not sure why mm-hmm. he said he's not sure why and one thing is that um, he lives in a really safe area it's not even a hood but he always see uh, police patrolling it maybe waiting for something to happen and, and yeah it's it's kind of sad, mm. sad that it's kind of sad that's happening to them like I don't know why what, what those police men are doing and why are they in a certain neighborhood is it because of the people most of their people are in there or what like and here's my analogy. and this is why i want to stop myself because like i said before like i see policemen as bad people now like everyone and i understand that it's not real but i feel like they're infested men. like they're really they're really targeting one specific people yeah. type of yeah. people that's crazy And also he's mixed too. And I'm not sure if Kalia can relate to this. And he said that, I have a, I have a mixed friend, right? And he said this, like, imagine going to um, to a to a family party, family party mm-hmm. to his white side, right? And he, he can feel that his cousins are looking at him like kind of weird. Like it's, it, it doesn't feel like he belongs. He kind of feel like he's being judged by his own family. Yeah. It's just because he looks different. Mm-hmm. That's because he doesn't have the uh, straight hair. I'm not sure if... Uh, well, what,
2: what, I mean, I've your, had uh, one, like,
0: experience with this. Like
2: really... Yeah, mixed. Only one really real um, racist experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was with a family member. He's dead now, so, you know, it's what... He was obviously, what, a boomer or whatever, a <laughs> baby boomer or something. Okay. He was, yeah, he was pretty old. But my mom, he loved my mom when she was a child. He built a pool in his backyard. Like, in-ground pool specifically for her, like, because he just loved her so much. This is my, this is her grandpa, so my great-grandpa. Okay. Um, so, when I was maybe, like, five or six, something like that, it was, it was, such, it was such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We were going to the pool in his backyard, and he said we couldn't come inside, and we couldn't use his bathroom. We had to use the bathroom in the outhouse solely because we were mixed. And, I mean, I was a kid, so I didn't really fully process it. But now when I think about it, I just, I see how fucked up it is. Like, genuinely fucked up that somebody who is meant to be like your family is, like, saying, just because of who you are, you can't come in my house. So that was, like, blatant racism right there that I experienced for one.
0: I really have no idea how to understand it. Like, what's going on head? Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck?
2: (laughs) I guess I'm glad I was a kid when it went went on because if it happened now, I'm sure it would not have been as pretty as, you know. Yeah. Damn right. But I will say, like, my granny, who were my great grandma and my papa, they they weren't, they're not, I don't think they're racist, but whenever my mom was with a black man, they weren't happy initially. But mm-hmm. I think that love was stronger than their, what they would learned growing up. And they've been able to like accept us more, I guess. Like they've I've never seen them be racist in any way, shape or form. But my mom did tell me whenever she was like going out with a black man, they weren't happy. But now that they, like they love us and they care for us. So I, I do think that love was stronger in this case. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, dude, because, like, you experience it at an early age, you know?
2: And I, the thing is, I don't even really, I'm very, very white passing. Like, it's crazy how mm. white passing. I mean, I get Latino, yeah, but it's very rare that somebody will ask me if I'm black or if I'm mixed. I've had people ask me for sure, mm-hmm. but it's not as frequent as oh are you Puerto Rican or oh, are you this that So, but even still it's like even just him knowing that I was black not even that I looked black just him knowing was enough for him to be like don't like you can't come to my house and stuff like that it was just crazy to, to me that somebody could behave that way
1: Learn. fuck yeah right
0: and yeah I want to hear uh, oh, yeah. more about Jayzo's experiences about uh, what have you learned about this, your journey on learning more about uh, Black Black Lives Matter? What have you seen? I don't
3: like, I never really experienced like race. I mean, I would experience racism as like, you know, an Asian person, you know, you get all the stereotypes, um, but when it comes like to being Asian, but you know, what I gravitated towards more about, you know, civil rights and like, you know, equality of black lives was like at an early age of education, you know, learning about historical figures like Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, like they were the people that I would look up to or like write book reports about. And so growing up, like I was just always into that you know culture, and then a lot of people would always question like why I was into like black culture. You know, I grew up to hip hop. You know, um, and so you know mm-hmm. I wanted to be a rapper. <laughs> and so, wow. So, you
2: know that was yeah. one of
3: my dreams. <laughs> me too. Me so too. Like, you know, a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, she thinks she's black. You know, she wants to be black." But it's like, no, I just love and black appreciate. Culture, there's nothing wrong know? with appreciation, and you know. Yeah, and so if, like, Mm -hmm. and when I see inequality towards, like, a culture that I admire, like, I'm definitely going to fight for it, you know? And so, like, I was, like, introduced to all these books of, like, you know, like, a lot of uh, writers, like, Ta-Nehisi Coates. um, I read, like, Barack Obama's, like, um, My Dreams of Father about, like, being biracial, you know, in America. And then I read a lot of memoirs of, you know... Uh, Trevor, or no, um, Mm -hmm. Trevor Noah. And then I read, I read a lot of like, you know, Trayvon Martin on like his parents on the process of his trial and his like killing. And it was just devastating to like constantly see the inequalities that like existed in our country. And so, you know, a lot of people don't notice that because it, you know, they don't experience it, you know, but Yeah, but seeing that, like constantly gathering all that information, like watching documentaries, like
2: thirteenth I don't know. Yeah, I just saw that this morning, but I didn't watch it yet. But I'm I'm definitely gonna watch that. Yeah,
3: but yeah, but like watching all these stories of like like It's crazy to me. And so that's why, you know, when people talk about, oh, these times are unprecedented, like in regards to like COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement, yet when speaking about like the Black community, there has not been a moment in history in which the right of Black lives are constantly being Mm. threatened, you know? And, like, it's constantly shown, like, throughout history, but also in the state of our institutions, you know, with housing, education, the prison systems. And so I think, like, it's important for me knowing, like, my privilege to fight for, you know, to fight for them and be, like, an ally. And so, yeah, and that's what I think, like, what's really important for me. Damn.
0: I have a question um, for you guys. How can we really be an ally? Because there are times where I feel like I'm not really doing shit because all I do is just posting, um, hearing about podcasts about the topic so I can learn more. But I don't really feel like I'm doing much. So
3: I mean, you don't. Think, like you're not doing anything, but gathering that information from like people posting, you know, you know, uh, disseminating that information is already yeah. doing your part, you know, gathering that knowledge that you have is already an action step you know whether it's posting on social media or you know sharing a post or like going out to protest or like silently donating you know these are all action steps and um you know i what i'm like really grateful or like moved and inspired is like what everyone has been doing like during this time especially like you know during this pandemic Um, despite, like, seeing, like, the violence and stuff, I see the Mm -hmm. movement more, you know? I see the voices being heard. And so, you know, if this is, like, we get hope from each other, we get inspired by each other. And, like, you know, seeing all that, what motivates me more is to, like, you know, seek out information, put out information, and people get that information, and just being aware already, you know? is
2: already enough yeah just not being ignorant i guess to what's going on
3: yeah.
2: and even if you're i just yeah. feel like i'm sharing stuff i don't feel like i'm i don't know i don't so, know what else but yeah just even sharing stuff it's like maybe one person on your one person of the 50 people who saw it will click it and they'll read it and they'll they'll learn something themselves so really yeah. sharing information you know you're helping other people learn as well at the same time so
3: yeah I mean what I had a problem at first was like I thought that I needed to like be out on the front lines you know to protest because I'm like I'm not doing enough like at times like I would cry Mm -hmm. and like even cry to my boyfriend like I want to be on the front lines like what Mm -hmm. can I do you know and then but you know putting your life at risk is some like what some people don't want to do you know it's like so like people find other ways to like help out, you know, making the calls, like signing the petitions, you know, is already helpful. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't have the money, like definitely signing petitions, sharing what you've signed to like, you know, your platform is like enough, you know, is more than enough, I feel.
0: And a lot of people are making templates for uh for us to be to happy. Yeah, have exactly. It easy to send there the, are people positions. like
3: willing to, you know, share what they learn and like to give out information for those that don't know yeah. what to do, you know, like, uh, or like me, you know, so I'm very yeah. grateful for that. It's, uh
1: it's definitely a privilege of, um, I, I saw, I saw this quote on Instagram too. Uh, Learning about racism is a privilege and sure, i really yeah. felt yeah. that i felt that yeah. and i don't know like i when i saw that i like i I felt ashamed because like again like what lawrence uh what lawrence was like uh feeling earlier like before all this like i was really nervous about speaking up you know because like again like i said like shit like the filipino mentality of like it's not my problem, or like it's not happening to me. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. To yeah, everyone, like, yeah. Everyone.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of racism is like targeted to like white people, you know. But there's racism within like our own communities, oh, for sure. you know, like yeah like with our families with our friends and you know i think it's important to like point out that racism whether like you get into an argument or not like i would get into arguments with my dad like he is i don't want to like you know expose him but he's like a full-on trump supporter (laughs) and it just infuriates me Like, why do you want, like, why do you listen to (laughs) this bigot and this Uh racist uh person? (laughs) I
2: think that, um, like, in regards to, like, well, I don't know how it is necessarily for the Asian community, but I do know, like, for the Hispanic community, it's almost like these fathers won't let their sons date Black men for I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but if it is, do you know why? Or do your parents, are your parents cool with that?
0: I actually don't know. Uh, my parents are cool with it, but I do know that if uh, one of my cousins that is female who dated a black man, uh, I'm definitely sure that uh, their parents will get mad or something and they'll be upset about it because I know uh, one time, there was way back in high school and one of my cousins uh, dated is dating a black man and her dad asked her, uh, why are you dating someone who's uh, dark? Huh? Who looks like a monkey. Terrible. Yeah
3: yeah i why mean the and, why the fuck why the
0: fuck would you that's
3: crazy to me because like even with like you know law enforcement or like when you know black people are more like susceptible to like racial profiling you know and being stopped by the cops like right. my parents would be like oh because yeah of course they're black you know so they know the inequality and it's like okay if you know it it's like why do you you know
1: like why do you keep what do you keep letting it happen like, right
3: you wouldn't- yeah exactly. and that's what's infuriating. Yeah.
1: I think um I had the same experience with uh, with my family with my parents, you know. Uh, I think I mentioned um a couple of days ago, um I mentioned that I wanted to go to a protest and actually like you know be there and support then my mom con- uh well my, again, not exposing my parents at all, but like we had that conversation about why would you go? You know, like you're putting your life at risk for like not like not for your people, but for other people, like people that's not even the same race as you. And to me, it's like that's kind of fucked up because like the whole the whole thing about this is like being equal. Yeah. And like the like the thing that you kind of like that she was kind of like implying is like. Uh like, why would you help out someone that's like not even equal to you or like not even in our stature type thing like I'm not saying like we're fucking elitist, but like it 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 just felt that way, and I got super fucking heated, and I was like this is this is why that this is why I need to like speak up, you know yeah. to kind of like get rid of that mentality and get rid of Like, any fucking idea of, like, what equality should be. You know? All of us are fucking people. All of us are fucking uh, living lives and shit. And everyone has fucking problems. But fuck, dude. We are all in this together. All all that shit, dude. Fucking fucking love people, homie.
2: Yeah. It's like, I don't understand how you... Hate someone for something they can't even control
1: exactly and like what fucking trips me out the most yeah yeah, ignorance like what the fuck uh, like what trips me out the most is like fucking people love hip-hop and people love black culture but when it comes to talking about like what really matters and what uh, black people have been going through I hear crickets yeah. Know? Whether it be here, whether it be in Philippines, yeah, whether it be well, in Asia. I hear fucking crickets. You know?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, oh, sorry.
1: What
0: you know say uh, no, I know. I was just saying that, uh, you know, what's more even more frustrating is that there are a lot of people who's not even black and they're earning a lot of money, earning a career. It was in <laughs> their culture and they're not even speaking up mm-hmm. right now
1: so we're sort. Exactly. thank
0: you man like what the f- <laughs> yeah yeah uh what well, you're saying joe oh, I, uh, I don't know
3: it's just like crazy to me because like yeah we what is it like i remember i was watching the shop on like hbo and lebron james was talking about how like um you know everyone loves our culture the way we dress mm-hmm. the way we talk you know, like what we listen to and it's like what we wear. And, you know, a lot of like what white America does is like they appropriate that for, you know, their culture, you know. Um, And so it's like, okay, yeah, you you know, you are influenced with black culture and you you know, use it as a way to like express yourself. But then again, when it comes to like, you know, black lives being threatened, it's like you're completely silent and making yeah. it their problem you know when it's
1: not so yeah, yeah. makes Just a lot of sense serious, Fuck. <laughs> yeah that is true but um so like we i i i um i get to talk to people saying that like oh i want to do something i want to donate but i'm really really like Um, short on funds or like you know this whole COVID-19 I'm still paying my debt from COVID-19 like what can other people do Mm -hmm. that who's in that situation who wants to help you know who just
0: like Jaisal said just be there for them
3: that's what I feel I I mean I think you know like Barack Obama like sent out a link on like you know what to do like to sign petitions and if you don't have the funds you have the option to share what you sign and it's also like you know read you know read Mm -hmm. upon like anti-racism um and you know watch documentaries and learn about the actual like the real history of like you know racism of like the Black Panthers the Black Panther movement in 1960s and you know learn about all that and understand why this exists and why like how our system works in order to you know you know break that system down and make a total new system where every everything or everyone is equal you know so that's what I feel you should do
0: yes And spreading the proper information, too, because uh, I've seen people that thinking that Black Lives Matter movement is all about anti-cops and anti-white. It's not about that. I mean, I admit myself that I had that mentality before, like, fuck Mm. the police, fuck. Yeah,
3: Yeah, and I I think it's important important to, like, have those, you know, heated conversations, like, within your communities where it's, like, your family, your (laughs) friends, and, like, you know, don't feel ashamed of, like pointing out the racism like you should it's like time to like speak up and Mm -hmm. use our voice you know Mm -hmm. yeah i'm like and at this point i i let king like read the why i know i to talk about race to white people it's a really good book but yeah it's pretty much how i feel like if people don't want to listen if there's people out there that are ignorant you know and want to like you know not understand The movement and the cause then I have no time Mm -hmm. like talking to you you know like clearly you're up your eye horse and you know you don't care to listen and recognize your privilege so
1: right exactly oh which by the way is a great book (laughs) I fucking love that book um yeah I mean
3: that's a really good one. I mean, there's a lot of books to read about, you know, Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yeah. Like, there's so many. <laughs> and, like, uh,
1: you know, for people who don't like reading, too, like, there's a lot of movies uh, right. pertaining to the whole cause. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, Gave, cool. man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said, like, the Gave. it's like T H U G.
0: I don't <really laughs> like that movie, man. No, The hate You mm. Give is a really nice movie. It's, um, Speaking about this man, yeah, dude. And I really like um when when they say "dog life," what it means is <laughs> so like uh the hate you give. Fuck, I forgot. "Dog life" means the hate you gave little infants. Anyone? I, I, have, well, have anyone watched that movie?
2: I've heard of it. Uh, they heard they hate you give yeah, certainly.
0: But yeah. Um, okay, so me, the talk meaning is that they hate to give little infants fuck everybody. So meaning that the Black Lives, uh, this, uh, this movement is not about
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: empowering the Black people to be violent, but more on being a good example. And it, I think it's our, jo- it's our job too to be, become a good example to our people, to, to understand more about um, the, the exploitation mm-hmm. that's happening to them. And I think um, the change should start with us. And so the next generation will have more, uh, the dream. The dream will happen more because I don't think Martin Luther King's dream is not, it's not totally happening yet. There's still uh, racism, and sometimes it's hard and I, to see.
3: I, I, so I encourage for like, you know, people that do have the privilege um is watch a documentary of tim wise he's an anti-racist and he made the documentary white like me and he pretty much like shows like a reflection on race um from like the privilege lens you know so um that one was really like thought-provoking and it shows like how much white people do have that privilege and they don't recognize that privilege because you know they don't share the same experiences like you know black people
1: yeah that's great I mean like uh like again like there's like so many good like um material out there right I think uh one of our one of our friends Mm -hmm. um he told me to actually look into or listen to you know Martin Luther, uh, Martin Luther King's speech and Malcolm X's speech you know very uh, he told me like it's it's very night and day one's about like caring and one's about like letting other pe- uh, people feel their pain so it was like it was kind of like eye-opening for me to actually like
3: yeah.
1: hear uh, like two people talk about the same movement and talk uh, talking about it and on completely different spectrums you know what I'm saying like on both ends i mean and having like like him telling me Mm -hmm. that like oh um kendrick is a byproduct of of those two like you know in one in one person i was like yo i love i love kendrick and i love his music but hearing that now kind of kind of makes sense to me you know
3: Mm-hmm. it's true yeah because i i recently started revisiting kendrick lamar's like albums because like what's been going on and like you know listening to section 80 yes. and like pimp like a butterfly like those are all so relevant yep. and it's crazy and even like a, a mm, scene mm. at the table like solange yeah. Like, that one's a good album too.
1: Oh, I do have to uh like recommend this too. Um I think it's a very slept on uh album which is like very relatable to um, what we're talking about is Joey Badass's um album, um like American Badass. The song temptation. Yeah, the song temptation
2: oh, a is a songs. very,
1: very good uh you know, if you're into like the whole movement. You know, that's a great song. That's it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I I was like, I was, uh, I was like really giving, you know, my friend props on telling me, uh, just listen to the speeches. And I think that alone kind of like gave me more information that I wanted to get and needed, you know,
3: yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, listening to those speeches or like what, you know, a lot of civil rights activists in like that time were speaking, it's it resonates so much, you know, in today's
1: today's climate. And so yeah. it's crazy.
2: Like if you're talking about
1: like how like, you know, like that's an old speech or like that's a speech back then. Like it it's it's something for a speech to be outdated, but like for a speech to be very relatable up until this point, that's, like, like, you have to Mm -hmm. think about it, dude. Like, that, how many years was that, like, you know, was that? Like, it's...
3: Yeah, so, like, there's still, like, progress to be done,
1: you know? You know? But, But, yeah. I mean, like, i I, uh like, all throughout this podcast, I'm very vocal about, like, how Filipinos, you know, Filipinos are towards uh, towards black people and like Filipinos about racism and all that stuff, you know, and like Filipinos praising and thinking that white people is a super like is a like, you know, they're the superheroes and like they're the role models, you know, and I kind of just want to freaking change that because not all white people are great. And like I said, and not all cops peop- not all cops are great, and not all cops are bad, but just pick and choose who you idolize.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's hard because it's like, you know, I think what I'm trying to understand like with my dad, like why he like, you know, loves Trump is because like what Trump, you know, uses, like he promotes, he uses that rhetoric of like the American dream and you know like the American ideals and you know for my dad to like immigrate here to America like just hearing about his story and like Uh coming to America was so heartbreaking and so now that he's like finally a citizen I think like he's so proud so he adopts like those American values you know and he holds that you know so like important to him and so I feel like that's what he carries with him and he just ignores like what what everything trump is saying you know other than like this is the american way you know yeah and so i mean it's hard (laughs) it's hard to like you know try to make him understand when it's like you know a lot of like older generation like you know filipinos or like asian americans they just don't want to listen you know because that's their way of thinking and you know they always think they're right versus you know yep. their young ones so
0: yeah really because uh learning about this topic yeah. has been yeah. draining to be on- honest,ly but now i can empathize a little bit that uh these um the black community is yeah. think about absolutely. if they can survive by yeah. tomorrow just because of this like, imagine that. Like, I know, I know you guys are probably tired. I too, guess but it's like, imagine being like 50 times. Like, um, yeah, than,
2: I guess it's um, yeah, like they I say, like sorry, was, uh, I think I said it before, like, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So it's like, if they don't, if it doesn't affect them, they don't have to, or feel like they have to think about it or care about it because it doesn't affect them. And it's like, instead of, like you said, being drained by all this information, it's like, I'd rather just go about my day, like, worrying about what, what, what matters more to me or what really affects me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, right. if you live in this country, it does affect you. It affects the people around you. So, exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And I have a oh, question for okay. Clea because, uh, like I said, like I'm still ignorant about the police side. And okay, uh, okay, I don't know why I'm in Facebook, but I've seen this. Like they said that the victims have uh, have done something illegal. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not that big, but. My question is that why are the police killing them? Even though let's say that uh, someone did steal, but why why are they shooting on site? What about those people who um, those white males who killed um, mass shootings in Las Vegas and he got escorted by a lot of police instead of shooting him on site because he's he's the he deserves to die, you know? And and we've seen people who done a little bit of uh, bad things, but mm. they're killing on the spot.
2: Mm. Why is that happening? It's a good comparison, um, but I don't really know. Like, I have not seen black people committing, um, you know, like school shootings and stuff like that. I feel like it's not, it might not be comparable because it's not the same. It's not the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah.
0: Not saying what, what if a black person did something a little bit of a bad thing they're gonna get shoot right away and if a white person killed 50 people they're gonna get escorted with a lot of police so they can um they can stay alive like why the i mean it's not happening how the fuck is that that i mean they're
2: not police are not taught to kill black people like you're you're, gonna go to training you don't go to blet and they say okay guys look you've got to make sure you kill at least one black person out there today like it's nothing like that it's people that's why I say not all cops are bad there's no quote out quote out there that says you got to make sure you arrest at least 15 black people today you can arrest like one or two white people there's nothing like that that's why I say not all cops are bad because they are not taught to do that they get away with it the ones who do do that they get away with it because they are they because they are police so it's almost like the racists who are police are getting away with it because they're police they have special treatment so It really needs to come down to, I don't know how you can do it. I don't know how they can do it, but not hiring people who are racist. I don't necessarily know how they would go about doing it. I don't know how you test someone for racism, but that's the issue here, really. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. they have... So, mm, Yeah, like that's the only way I can really think of it. It's just like cops who are racist have the upper hand because they're police rather than like if you're just a normal person, a normal racist who just killed a black person, obviously you don't have that ability to really get away with it the way a police officer who's racist could. I don't know if I explained that well, but that's the only way I can really think about it. It's just like people who are racist shouldn't be put in a position of power like that truth but how do we avoid it i really don't know
3: no i mean it's hard because like i think it's i don't yeah i agree like i don't think all cops are like you know bad and that there are like racist cops i think Mm -hmm. it's you know the unconscious bias that is like you know in embedded in our heads like as a country you know like we the default is white you know automatically white. So like, you know, just there's a lot of like experiments regarding like, you know, police brutality of like what would what would you feel more as a threat? The darker skin, you know? And so I think what's important is when, you know, mistakes happen, incidents where like cops do yeah. shoot or like brutalize like mm-hmm. black people, I think they should be held accountable you know they should be removed instead of like being protected by the system and like you know right. where this repeatedly happens like when they're 19 yeah like they need years, to stop letting you know, like officer, people who have so many
2: um write-ups i'm not sure how to put it i don't know what they call it well i don't understand yeah like, yeah, like you're saying or, you've yeah, been working like for this police department for 19 yeah. years and you have all of these write-ups why are you still working here Mm. That needs to be monitored by someone yeah, way so- way more in detail mm-hmm. to avoid situations like this. Yeah. And I guess you wouldn't want to think that that guy is mm-hmm. racist cuz his his wife is Asian and stuff like that, but it doesn't really Yeah. I don't know. It's a very difficult situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you're, you're well, I guess I should that, say um, ex wife now yeah, because... man, officer okay,
1: yeah. uh, flag right oh, oh they got divorced,
2: time, right? yeah, oh, God, she that's... divorced him like a few days after he was arrested Word. amazingly, thank God, yeah, but then again, who knows if she really did it like out of just not getting the scrutiny mm-hmm. of being married to that man, the most hidden man in America at the moment,
1: yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand the hate because it was—it had to be his to pride, honestly. Like he actually, he though, didn't want
2: anybody telling him what to do like for his life.
3: Not even like after three minutes of no like response, yeah. like you're still gonna sit
2: on the man. I think he was power yeah. hungry. It's hes really- like, oh, all these people <sighs> are telling me to get off of this man. The last yeah. thing I'm gonna do is let any of them tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I'll get off when I want to get off, and I think yeah, that's what really exactly, did it.
1: Yeah. It actually, triggers me the fuck out, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's yeah. Right, but most men, right, I like that to be honest. Yeah. Like, if you tell me to do something, I'm not gonna do it.
2: It wasn't right. You what he was doing, doing wasn't right, and he should I'm have acknowledged it, that. But,
0: but the thing is that with him, that it's exactly yeah, and they're, right, and there's a like human life. With it, like, come on, man. And what really triggers me is that this bald Asian-headed man is just standing up like mm-hmm. a gear, like uh, looking at those people like, what the, what the fuck are you going to do? You, you know, it's fucking, <laughs> I'm trying to stop myself because I'm so angry. Like, but why the fuck do you stand there instead of telling your co-officer to stop it? You're about to kill someone. And you guys, and it's, obviously those people know, understand that there's a lot of people who died already because of that and they're still not stopping, even though he has a lot of time, a yeah. lot of people screaming at him. It's not stopping. Even though it's co- there's three co-officers too, like, not, they didn't do anything. So that's why I think they deserve the hate they received. I forgot all of, the, all of their names, but I really want to say it, but fuck them, man.
1: Fuck them. Well, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I should fucking... Okay, I can find my words, because uh, I just remember i just uh like remember all those fucking videos that i watched you know about like police <laughs> brutality and i wanted yeah. i want to keep in mind that not all cops are like yeah, it's that disgusting. but it's leaving yeah it's very hard and it's leaving a really bad taste but it's hard in people's mouths. you know and like not to like uh not to like right. um derail from the topic but like i saw i i saw this one video about this one man, like old man, trying to give uh, a helmet back.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, that's- yes.
3: And <laughs> yes. where he got pushed, right? And oh, no. And so you see like him on the floor and one of the cops is trying to reach out and grab him. But the other person, the other cop yeah. tells him no. So like, of course, yeah, there it, there are good cops, which in that case, that could have been the good cop. But he listened to the friend that told him not to, you know. And so that's where right. it's like systemic.
0: And I saw a comment uh, about this. Uh, why does the other cop stop the... Uh the cops is helping him is because um they're leading but, into the i feel like a lot of i
2: noticed. feel like a lot of cops is yeah she, i feel like a lot of cops at the moment especially you? at these that, protests the are feeling very hated like how would you feel if somebody is in your face screaming fuck all cops i want to kill all of you solely because they are a police officer how does that make you feel when you know you are not racist yourself i mean so i feel really i feel really Bad for yeah. a lot of them because, especially because I know my mother. I know my mom's not racist. She has mm-hmm. three mixed children. Right. She was married to a black man for mm-hmm. ten years. Like I know that she's not a bad person. So, mm-hmm. especially when I I watched a video of a protest in my city, and it was super small. It was very small. Right. But to see people screaming and jumping at police officers and wanting to punch them in the face, just not even knowing the person behind the mask, it's just so hard. I'm like, why can't we just come together, you know, march together? Like, that's what I wanna see. That's what I want. Because it's like, if there's love, like if you show love, like when I see the videos of protesters who are talking to police officers and say, I do appreciate what you're doing. And I do appreciate that, you know, you're caring for this community, despite the bad cops and like not being influenced by the bad cops. Like, I don't know. It's just nice to see those videos. It's like something heartwarming for once compared to you know all the fighting i don't know i just wish everybody could get along but i know we as humans are extremely flawed.
0: so one thing i learned about in this podcast is yeah. that the system are not bad people the system are not bad but it's infested with bad people and now um, we're seeing those yeah yeah and uh, it's actually a yeah, multiple but times i understand people. i mean
2: i understand like if you had an experience police, with she always
0: taught me like, like she always keeps me grounded
2: bad poli- or and yeah or like bad. even your family you're gonna have a bias of you know not liking people that's just how it is but that was back the back same way i mm-hmm. have a bias of not thinking all cops are bad because of the cops i know or not cops sheriffs whatever same thing more or less but i can see how you know like if you know that a police officer, like, if a police officer shot, like, my sister or something, of course I'm gonna think cops are just terrible people. So I definitely understand where that mindset comes from, especially when it just happens over and over again. But personally, I cannot um, let all, let the actions of a few officers um, determine how I feel about every officer. And I I see this quote a lot, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's just, they were saying how, how can you say all cops are bad? And you know, generalize all cops, but say don't generalize all black people or don't generalize all Asian people. I don't understand how this is, how is this acceptable, I guess, is my question.
0: I'm right about that.
2: How is it acceptable to say, let's kill all police officers solely because they're a police officer, yeah, you not based them off them, any other information, not based right. off the, like, who they are as a person. How is that fair? I guess that's my question. Like Chief Keith just came out and said like, well, I don't know, I mean, I didn't see him post it, but I saw it <laughs> all over like Instagram where he, people were saying, he said, kill all police officers. I'm like, this is a very influential person. Let's say that even if it's only one person who actually is like, oh, you know what, he's right. And does go kill an innocent police officer, what is how does that how is that okay, I guess, to say? Yeah. I'm just like why it's
0: coming to that like code again. The you give little influence plus everybody. And that code okay, I just I just learned it? this by two pack. Two pack But yeah the infants fuck everybody up. So that's another example that um, that influence influential person oh, So okay. showing hate to the cops, and now the people uh, are...
2: It's just like, on, I don't want people to hate like each other. I want them to, up. you know, be understanding of each other rather than turn to violence automatically. Right. Like, defending yourself is one thing, of course. Because, I mean, if I was getting shot at or tear gassed, like, I wouldn't be loving I guess
3: I mean what I think is like I feel like yeah we all know that you know not all cops are bad but okay those that are not bad I feel like it's really important for them to speak up and join the cause you know and like recognize like this the job that they're doing that like what they're doing is you know
2: yes like the system
3: that they're they work for is like you know yeah is like oppressive towards like black people and like you see the inequality and I saw like I watched a video uh last night of one of like the Black Lives Matter organizers, Kendrick Sampson. I don't know if you guys know him, but he was like a star in like HBO Insecure show. But um, he was, you know, constantly protesting for seven days. And he was like, you know, being shot at by rubber bullets. And there was a, a news, like a local news interviewing the police and they were marching alongside with the peaceful protesters and he was Kendrick was like in like furious and he like um he like went in the interview and told him like this is for PR the cops don't like care about us if they were if those good cops do care I do want them to speak up and recognize like what's going on and why they're like yeah. why the system that they work for is so corrupt you know um yeah I think that's what's important like we all know that not all cops are bad and so those that are not bad I feel like it's really important you for condemn them the to condemn the bad like, ones really right. and you know yeah exactly
1: now I just want to let you guys talk because like I'm, I'm like learning so much dude yeah yeah <laughs> Like this, this podcast has been. Yeah, I know. I mean, to me, really, really informative, and like, I feel like I can somewhat make a, a point of view now, like my stand on on things, on like my thoughts, you know. But yeah, like, can, can we can we just talk like? <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I mean, at first, I was like so nervous to do this because I'm like, I'm not an expert. Like, I, you know, I do know things, but I don't want to say like I'm an expert on this and like I am a voice for like the Black Lives Movement. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I just yeah, you know, a lot on like literature and stuff. Share what I've learned. That's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But I'm very grateful of like, resources. honored for, like, you guys, you know, having this opportunity to, like, talk to you guys about this issue. And I think it's important, you know, to talk about it and to, like, know what's going on in the world. Yeah. And no. so thank you guys. Of for course. <laughs> no,
0: thank you. Thank you for sharing our knowledge. And uh, King and I are really, I really ignorant about this topic. And that's why we're so scared. And I really like this idea that uh, King Damn. brought you in. I mean, I learned a lot and with tell too especially uh thank you. Yeah, and like the understanding
3: all different yeah, really, really situations. Well, so thank
1: you guys so much for uh enlightening yeah. us and giving and schooling us for this uh for this po- uh, podcast. And uh, I I like again, I know we're very much uh together with the sentiment that all black lives matter.
2: Right. You know. And uh, yeah, I I think we've done good so far. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got all the guys arrested and finally, all of them finally, and then they Mm -hmm. changed the charge to secondary, which is good as well. It's just like, I guess, what's the next step? I guess, yeah, but I think, yeah, Yeah. I think now, I mean,
3: still, Brianna Taylor, like, her birthday was yesterday so i think it's important for us to like you know make the calls to get the you know the uh-huh. killers you know convicted and arrested so i think that's important as well as like yeah taking the necessary action steps of like signing the petitions that you're committed to and just like constantly learning you know like yep. what's out there
1: well yeah um what do you think uh Lawrence?
0: No, I just want to yes, say uh, rest in peace to yes, those sir. people who who got their life taken away, even though they don't deserve it. And hopefully, hopefully what happens to them will change the world. And I can see it now. I can see some of my racist friends are doing something and acting up now. And I really appreciate that. I'm really proud of those guys.
2: Yeah, everybody, yeah. I think. There's a lot for the of people, most
0: part. even mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. Uh, thinking about uh, this topic.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah, like. It's not about um, this side versus that side. It's about us loving together and stopping the hate, and just thinking about the people that Mm -hmm. we are interacting with. Yeah, because everyone has
1: everyone has their own lives um, and problems to
0: live. Thinking back, uh, waiting for them to come home. Right, and the the most frustrating thing about this is that the list is getting larger. And we we then know that this list of victims will keep adding up and hopefully it, we can slow it down. we using our voice, we're using our, our sharing awareness with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thanks. I think that's our job right now.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about um, I mean, uh, (laughs) so uh, any of you guys want to add, like, um, any closing remarks or, like, um, anything, like, you want to say to the, uh, you know, to our listeners, if we do have listeners?
2: (laughs) I
3: mean, (laughs) well, I just first want to say that like I am moved and inspired with what everyone has been doing taking like the necessary action steps to make real change and you know even though there are people out there that think like you know nothing will happen and that like yeah we could protest we could do all this stuff but nothing's going to change this yes I don't like those people (laughs) you know like I don't Yeah, I mean, like, I think our voices are important and, you know, voting matters, you know, paying attention and understanding like our local, uh, you know, elected officials within our districts is important. And, you know, I don't want to say that I'm an activist, but more like a socially engaged individual, because there are people, you know, in the front lines doing that work, you know, organizing peaceful protests and protesting every single day, you know, making those calls, while you know providing information for people like me and us to you know to collect and use that but what i encourage you know every person to do is just you know keep wanting to learn and you know you know like keep that hope like spark you know and so just get information seek out information have those discussions those heated discussions within our communities and you know to make and this changes. morning i
2: actually i actually saw a um a thread it says it's called a positive change you know a thread of positive changes that ha- are happening due to the protests so we obviously know that they are working um one of them was like brianna's law mm-hmm. was passed which um, is in regards to the no-knock warrants mm-hmm. so and then there was um a bill in colorado that is being passed or addressed eh, sorry a bill that is being introduced in colorado to address um, abusive law enforcement. There's um, a statue of Robert E. Lee, who is known to be a racist man in Virginia is being taken mm-hmm. down. And then as we talked about earlier, defunding of the police department, this is especially um, oh, yeah like in New York and LA, I see they're calling for that, especially even lawmakers are actually. And then um in Ferguson, the mm-hmm. same town where Michael Brown was injured, was unjustly murdered. They've elected their first black mayor and she's also a female. So that's pretty cool. And then they're trying to um, push to end a program that supplies um, police departments with um, a surplus of military gear, because I don't really know why you need military gear to deal with civilians. But so. Mm.
3: Yeah, those are all great changes and we see the progress being made. And so I don't want, you know, people to give up. Yeah. You know, I want, I don't want this to be a trend, you know, to be just a hashtag. And like, I just encourage people to like, you know, utilize their voice, their platforms to keep disseminating information. So like people like you and me, you know, to gain that, that knowledge, you know, and share it.
0: right um i, th- I think uh oh, we yeah, not really yeah. celebrated about the oh and in then that. in
2: michigan i hope That's every state says. will do this but oh. it says that the michigan um senate has passed Stop a adding unanimous that. uh well they unanimous, unanimously passed um mandatory police training and bias training so i think that sh- they should do that everywhere really
1: mhm
3: yeah yeah i just signed a petition of like cycle. Right. yes I think they oh yeah
1: an annual, I think I signed that too
3: <laughs> um psyche evaluation because I guess like the, yeah because yeah because before the I guess going into the force you know you take that evaluation but once you're in there you don't have to take it at all so I think it's important to like do you know to sign that petition of like you know doing the annual psyche evaluations right. Oh
0: yeah. Can you yeah. can you share the link so well, I I can maybe link I think
1: it uh, we're nearing podcast. the time in limit in our group. Um, awesome. Again, I I want to uh, yeah I want to thank you to uh, you know Kalia Jazel for hopping on teaching us what oh, yeah. needs to be taught. You know. Yeah. And I hope uh, I hope people who kind of, like, listen to this podcast kind of, like, keep an this, open man. mind and keep an open, open ear.
2: Because, again,
1: mm-hmm. me and Lawrence, like, we don't know shit about uh, anything, about everything. And, like, we have these ama- uh, amazing people, mm-hmm. Jayzel, Kalia, kind of, like, talk about what's been going on, you know?
2: Yeah. Even I need to educate myself a lot more because she had so many resources. <laughs> All these books and stuff. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm Again, thank you so much, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, see you guys on the next episode, you know. And of course, yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, and uh, yes, junk thank the you terror know. bill. So much. That's for the Philippines, of course. All right, thank you, Jacob. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But I just <laughs> want to mention because that shit's fucked up. Junk the terror bill. All Black Lives Matter. That's <laughs> def- the next, next episode, uh, defund man. the police. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: that's go. a good point.
2: It's not, I yes, guess sir. I just
0: want to say uh, it's not all lives matter until Black Lives Matter. That, that girl really, yes. really hit me hard.
2: Thank you. All right. All right. Yeah, Thank everybody, stay so healthy. Yeah, you
1: hey,
3: stay safe. Bye. Yeah.